Welcome to Season 3 of the Financial Fofu Podcast, where we talk all things finance, money and mindset. To find out more about us or to listen to some old episodes, you can visit us on our Instagram or Facebook pages or check out our website. So let's get into it today. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Financial Fofu. We are talking about the fun things today, all things ASIC related. I know, ASIC. And for those that don't know what ASIC is, yes, it's the Australian Securities and Investment Commission. And what do they do? Um, they administer uh, corporations law. Um, so they're the regulating body for corporations. Yeah. yeah. So for companies, they deal with um, business names and a number of other things around. It's sort of company related. Yeah. Make sure that companies are doing the right things and directors are doing the right, right things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everyone loves ASIC. <laughs> Righto. <laughs> ASIC yes, also do. regulate. They're very um, important other things in terms of people with credit licenses or financial services licenses like That's financial true. planners they do. um stockbrokers things like that you know under the investment side of their division i suppose you'd say yeah. so um we report to asic as as a finance broker um accountants report directly to the ato you don't or tax practitioners board tax practitioners board yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're a tax agent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they do have a couple, like they do have dual purpose, but primarily mm-hmm. they are the regulatory body that governs anything report, like corporations related, reporting obligations. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. So you yeah. may know them if you've registered a business name or you've set up your own company. company. You may have direct dealings with them that way. Um, yeah. But the reason we wanted to have a chat about them today um, is because the government currently has this program they're calling the MBR program or the Modernising Business Register Program. (laughs) And what the plan is, is to bring together more than 30 registers in the one place. Yes, they need to. We know they need to. We know they need to. Ever gone to do a business name search Mm. and then gone around the site three times until you can actually search the business name? Mm. Yeah, that's why. So it's not just the website that some people find a little clunky, but it's also the fact that there's lots of different registers held on lots of different systems in lots of different places. Yeah. Um, But they can relate to the one particular business so it's difficult to find all the information that you're looking for about that one business so the idea of this is to bring it all together in the one place to be administered by the one body um to sort of make it easier for i guess businesses to actually meet all their various yeah registration obligations um and to i guess improve the efficiency of some of these registers as well mm. Um, so abr register australian business register which is where your abn search is is yes. that ATO? That's ATO. Yeah. 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 And so at the moment that has business names listed on it, but that's being dropped. Yes. And you go to ASIC for your ACN and the ATO for your ABN and they're not always connecting the data between the two Mm. very well. No. Um, Whereas the ABNs will actually then be pulled into this system. Yeah, which is helpful because I can tell you right now, when I do applications for clients, I need both ABN and ACN. (laughs) 
<laughs> often <laughs> yes. and I have to go and find them, especially when there's a trust because mm. the ABR register will just say the trustee for XYZ Family Trust, but then I have to go to ASIC to find the company name, which may be ABC Proprietary Limited. Yep. To make sure that I've got the right company number that matches the trust, say the end. So yeah. this is yeah. why they're updating these systems because they just are very clunky yeah. um, and they don't have the capacity, I think, with the growth of this where we're, where we're heading to really provide what is needed to be provided for the future. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, we, as we said, there's more than 30 registers they're combining. So we are looking at things like the you know, the asset companies register, the business name registers, the ABN. Um, there would be various um, licensing registers, such as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know. Credit these, license, um, uh, th- these are all the, These are all the different registers that they would be looking um, to combi- combine. Yeah, because, um, for example, my trading name, SFA Loans, is not linked to my credit license. Oh, really? <laughs> like it is if you go in and you go in and search Sarah Eiferman and then – Go and yeah, check that. And messy to get there. Yeah, like it, it's it's hard for a consumer to to do a search if they wanted to. I mean, you would find my details with my credit license attached on my website because I'm required by law, mm. and so you could take that credit number and go to the ASIC website to the credit register and do a search based on that. Yeah. Um, but my company technically has a different registration. Yeah, Depend- and, and it's complicated. We don't need to talk about it now, but it depends on who's doing it at what time and what licensee I'm with, and this is another reason why it's also complicated. <laughs> so yes, yes, and I'm assuming then it would also then link to other reporting agencies like AFCA, which is the ombudsman, because mm. I have a separate external dispute resolution registration. <laughs> like, yeah, that is not linked or anything now. Yeah. So. so the idea is to make a single registry for businesses. Um, yeah. So there's really one place to go to. Um, and it's being done in partnership with Treasury and ATO, ASI, yeah. Department of Industry, Science and Energy. Um, so there's a few different bodies involved in the project. Um, yeah. that have got various bits of information that are being combined. Yeah. Now, the other thing that's part of this modernisation um, are director identification <laughs> yeah. numbers. Yes. They sort of um, came out of nowhere and then were like put into force like um, almost immediately for new entities. Yeah. Um, so a director identification number is basically for any company directors. Um, you need to get another identification number. Um, that proves who you are before you're registered um, as a company director with ASIC. Confirms your identity. So it's verification of identity. You get a director's ID number. That Mm. ID number then applies so that they know that the same person is the director where there's multiple entity types and that they know that 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 ID number has then been verified as an actual human person. Now, I was on a webinar the other day that was talking about director identification numbers and the guy running the webinar actually said you would be surprised by the number of company directors called Homer Simpson or Fred Flintstone. No, I wouldn't be, but that's only because (laughs) when with what I do with work, we obviously look at credit checks and there are instances where people get uh, other Fred Flintstone (laughs) credit inquiries or defaults on their credit file, a mistaken identity, which is why. um, And look, that is one of the reasons why this is coming in because at the moment 
Um, yes, if I set up a company for you, I would certainly be checking your ID before you did it. But you don't have to go through me. You can set up a company yourself and there's nothing stopping you from filling in the form with some other name without anything proving that that is And not name. every advisor is as diligent as you either. Well, that's also true. Um, no. so, so that's one aspect of it. Um, the other aspect is to track the various companies that an individual is a director of, yeah. um, which is to help prefer, prevent or track what they call phoenixing activity. Yes. Yeah. Is where a, um, a company runs up lots of debts and then they liquidate and close the company without paying all their creditors and then the same directors start up another company um, exactly the same and do the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah, no so, one likes phoenixes. No one likes phoenixes. It's bad for the economy and it's bad for other businesses. It's bad for individual people. Like ultimately people, people get burnt by phoenix companies, corporations. Yeah. Um, so this would allow um, the regulators to therefore track that these same directors are setting up another company with exactly the same directors and this is happening a couple of times. Okay, why are these companies being liquidated? Yeah. And it'll help, help them identify and give an avenue to investigate yeah. um, businesses doing these types of things because they're now going to be linked by that unique number Yeah. rather than them going, is that Andrew Smith the same as this Andrew Smith or are they actually different ones um, mm. and having to, I guess, go down the path of, of investigating that a bit further before they can even identify that it's yeah. actually an issue. Yeah, exactly. Um. How do we get a director ID? Sarah, have you done yours? You know I've done mine. <laughs> I had lots of things to say about it at the time. <laughs> There's two parts to getting a director ID. All right. The first part is getting a MyGov ID. Not MyGov, mm -hmm. MyGov mm -hmm. ID. Yes, um, MyGov ID ID. <laughs> it is effectively an authenticator app on your phone. You may so, have used it if you did JobKeeper and access the business portal with the ATO. Yeah, or you if you access the business portal as part of your business anyway, um, mm -hmm. you may already have it. Um, but basically you download the app um, and then you need to upload your identification, which therefore verifies who you are. Yeah. Um, and once you've been through that process, you can then use the MyGov ID to log into the director identification number system at abrs.gov.au, um, which then asks you a few more questions um, and will then spit out your director ID number for you. Yes. Now, what's going to happen later in this year is that ASIC is going to go through a process of trying to match those IDs with, the, with you, you as a director and the companies that you're a director for. Yeah. Um, that won't be a perfect process. Um, and they won't get everyone right. So then either you as the director or if you have an ASIC agent or your accounting accountant does some ASIC work for you, we'll need to go through a process of, of matching your ID against um, the companies that your director's for. So once you've gotten your director ID number, please let your accountant no. No. Yeah. Um, whether they're asking or not, just send them an email and say, I've done this and here's the number. So at least they can stick it on their file. And if they then have to go through some of this process later in the year, um, they already have that information. Yeah. Available. Completely. Completely. Mm. Yeah. A couple of important timelines. Um, if you're already an existing company director, you've got until November this year to yeah. get your ID. Um, if you are not a company director but you set up a new company and you want to be a director of that, you now need to have your director identification number before the company yes, is set up. Yes, you can't actually set up a new company without it. Yeah. Um, 
So important to know because companies are quite quick to set up, but this is just an extra bit that has to be done beforehand, so it may just um, take a small amount of time longer. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So if we're going to talk more about ASIC, mm. what a, because you are an ASIC Agent. Like, agent. agent. Yeah, yep. like that comes as part of your tax registration? No. Or is it's it a, a separate registration? It's a separate one. Um, technically, anyone can actually be an ASIC agent. You just need to meet, uh, you know, a good person set car- character tax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you need to be managing more than one um company so if you're if you've got a group of companies technically you could set up as being your own ASIC agent and just manage your group of companies okay so what else do we need to cover when we're talking about ASIC ASIC. and things related to ASIC at the moment um the main important things with ASIC is you have an annual return um which is when you pay an annual fee but is also a really good time to just check the details that ASIC has on file for you. And if they're wrong, make sure that you're updating those details, names, addresses, whether there's been any changes in directors, shareholding, things like that. Um, ASIC's got really strict timelines around changing these things, usually within 28 days of the change occurring. um, And the fines are all just very automatic. Um, Yeah. They they don't have, they don't have, a lot of discretion no. um, around the penalties. They are very much just if you are late, here's a penalty, thank you. Um, so it is important if you are moving um, yep. or changing any of your details that you do make sure that you're updating ASIC of Mark those details. Date in your diary, guys, and get yeah. it done. Um, and I guess another reason for that, and one that I've seen a few times recently, is that if you move and ASIC sends out your annual return to the wrong address, mm. You don't pay it, mm-hmm. uh, probably not after one year of not paying it, but after six months or even two years of not having paid your annual fee, ASIC will just cancel your company. Yeah, it's becoming more and more regular. There's no discretion. Yeah. Um, and it's if not ASIC- like they text you or ring you and say, FYI, you haven't yeah. paid your bill. And if ASIC cancels your company, the ATO will cancel your ABN. Mm-hmm. And you can't ha- trade. You can't trade. <laughs> And I've seen it a couple of times lately in various Facebook groups that this is Good unfortunately, luck them unfortunately back. <laughs> happened. And look, you can get it resurrected after you pay all the fees, but it's going to take time. And what's the impact on your business? Yeah, because you time? have to cease trading immediately. Yeah, because you no longer have a legal entity. You no longer have an ABN. You yep. can't trade without the ABN. Nope. Um, so you might think, oh, it's just ASIC, it's not important, but it actually really is super important. Um, to mm. keep those details um, up to date. So even if, you know, you need to do it at least when you check your annual return, make sure that those details are being checked. But if you know yeah. you're moving, definitely make sure um, that you get those details updated. Um, and it's why that I actually offer the service as an ASIC agent because I receive the returns electronically. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you've moved. Mm-hmm. I will still get it and can let you know. That's why all mine going to Trudy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, occasionally I'll have people go, well, you know, why is it worth paying you to do this? I can do it myself. Well, yes, you can. Oh, you can. Do it then. You, you can. That's <laughs> fine. Um, but I guess it provides a little bit of security for you that you know that I'm going to get that letter no matter what. Mm. You know, if it gets nicked out of your mailbox, if it gets stolen, if you move and forget to change the address, I'm still going to get 
that letter and remind you to pay your fee. Um, and I will also remind you to pay the fee because ASIC yes. only gives you about two months' notice. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people put it off to the last And minute. can you see when it's been paid? I can see when it's been yeah. paid. I can see if it's overdue. I can see when it is due. So I can send you regular reminders to say it's due in a week's time. You, you better need to pay it. You pay need it. to pay it. Pay, pay it. it, pay it, pay it. <laughs> yeah. um, so it may seem like a very small thing, but it's a very important thing um, to get right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All righty. So we've covered off directors' identification numbers, reporting obligations, mm. registering business names. Registering business names is also done through ASIC. Um, it's not through a website that I like all that much because <laughs> it's a little confusing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> am, to I be being too, am I being too kind and polite? You're being very polite. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's done through ASIC. It's not an expensive fee to register a business name. Um, you can register a business name whether you're a, a company or a sole trade or a trust, doesn't matter what type of entity you are. Um, so if you've got a couple of different um, businesses or a couple of different brands sitting under the one company, for example, yeah. you can have he- each of those um, brands listed as a separate business name, which helps protect well, you that should name? have them listed as a separate business yeah, name. Not know, even you can because you shouldn't be trading as a name that you don't actually own mm. the right to trade as. Yeah, so it's not, you know, it's not trademark protection, but it does stop anybody else from using that as their business name by having it registered. Because they can't legally register, register. it then. Yeah, because yeah. they can't register the same thing. And to be uh, fair, like the registration on the, um, the Australian Business Registry, it does come into play as evidence in mm. trademark um, investigations. Yeah, especially, if there, was a trademark. Di- especially the, if there was the a dispute, dispute over who was yeah. using that name. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, definitely worthwhile having a look at. Um, important to note that if you already have a company using that name, um, you don't need to separately register it as a business name. Um, having it registered as your company name is sufficient and no one would be able to. So, for example, my company's TCK Accountants, no one would be able to register a business name as TCK accounts because I already have it as a company name. Yes, because the business register also checks the company register at this point in time. So yeah. you can't register anything that's too close to another name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah, look, again, something that's fairly straightforward to do yourself if you can figure out the website, um, it's literally choosing the name, paying a fee. Um, yeah, making sure you done. renew it. Making sure you renew it, but, again, making sure that you keep your de- details up to date so that you're getting yeah. the, the notices yeah. to renew. Um, a lot of people yeah. I know tend to renew them for three years. Same. So <laughs> even more important to make sure your details are up to date, though, because it's something yeah. you can easily forget about because yeah. you are only doing it once every three yeah. years. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Agreed. All righty. Mm. It's not a topic that most of us love talking about or knowing about, but we have to. It's kind of statutory requirements. So yeah. I think it's important to just note that when you do your asset compliance statement each year, it's a solvency yes, statement there, that you're making. So we've yeah, talked about this previously. If you are doing your own ASIC, then you still need to do a, a separate company minute just confirming that your business is solvent. Um, and the reason that ASIC requires you to do that is because if you can't sign it, then you shouldn't be trading. Correct. 
So we'll leave you with that little thought to think about (laughs) moving forward because it's been a theme of ours for this season about Mm. making sure that you're trading solvently and all the things that you can do with forward planning and cash flow planning um, and goal setting to be making sure that you're trading solvently um, because you do sign a legal declaration to the regulatory body every year and it's not something to snub your nose at. Exactly right. Exactly right. And look, and if you have never spoken about your ASIC obligations with um, your accountant or you've never received any information about a director identification number, um, (laughs) now's the time to to have that conversation. Start investigating it. Start investigating. If you're having a tax planning session, add it onto your your list of things you'd like to talk about um, and, and get onto those ones. All righty. We will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Financial Fofu. We really appreciate you tuning in and hope that you have subscribed to our channel. I just wanted to let you all know that the information and material in our podcast and any supplementary and associated information available is for general purposes only. It should not be taken as constituting professional advice from us, the podcast owners and our special guests. And we recommend that you seek independent, suitable advice that is specific for your unique circumstances. Thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you next week. Please, please, please send us, um, use our link and send us any requests or any feedback. We'd really appreciate it. Cheers.